Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. (laughs) I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings, and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs, and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them I don't feel secure and honestly I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive so really really recommend it love it and I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening Fiona because I love their collection so if you use the code lovebites20 it's applicable on full price items only this can be used online and in store so there's two stores in Dubai one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach they also ship globally if you're buying from outside of Dubai then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture which is brilliant news thank you so much El Couture The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. Mum, do you not know what flicking your bean is? She was like, no. And she was like, we kept going for a couple of minutes and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And she was like, is it about? And this is how she said it. Masturbation. (laughs) And I was like, yes, Mum. Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Like the fact that sometimes I don't shave my armpits for like two to three weeks. Or actually, sometimes I don't shave my legs unless I'm going on a date. <laughs> oh my God, Fiona, right? I wasn't going to say anything now because I felt like I was running out of embarrassing things. And quite frankly, I think I'm making a dick out of myself at this stage. But, or, ladies, at times... We have hairy toes, right? <laughs> so, oh my god! Yeah, so I've been shaving my legs not often, once a week. Sometimes they get super hairy, but whatever. I'm at that comfortable stage in my relationship, and I live in Ireland, and it's fucking freezing. And I was lying on the sofa with my boyfriend, and he kept on fondling my toe. And I was like, babe, do you mind? Like, my feet are fucking stinking. And he was like, oh, I just like it. It's so furry. And I went, Oh my god, it's not meant to be fairy. Toes aren't meant to be fairy. Ladies, if you also shave your toes, you're not alone. I'm fucking hell. I'm like the hobbit, Samwise Ganji of the <laughs> sex world. And of course, whatever dating feels you have, or if you'd like to just have the crack with your girls, then drop us an email on info at lovebitespodcast.com. Dot com or drop us a DM on Insta, which is love by podcast underscore. We love hearing from you. I just thought Samwise Ganji giving a foot wank. <laughs> Maybe back in the day, that's why I was so adverse to giving a foot wank because just had these big hairy trotters. But the thing was, I actually didn't realise that people shaved their toes until I was living in Dubai. And my friend Lisa, who I was cabin crew with, she said to me, do you not shave your toes? And I was like, oh my God, no, that's so weird. And she went, even weirder than having big hurry toes sliding out of your said that to me toes. once. She was like, why do you shave your toes? And I was like, why do you not shave your toes? <laughs> Listener, do you shave your toes? Drop us a DM. We'd love to hear from you. And better still, send us a pic. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, sometimes I I sit on the sofa beside my mom. And you know, moms are so fucking cute. My mom breaks my heart. But sometimes I'm like, man, would you not shave that fucking toe, love? Come on. (laughs) Anyways, we're not on here to talk about my mom's hurry toes. If my mom hears this or it gets back to her, (laughs) she will fucking kill me. (coughs) Oh, that was funny. I'm having a drink, by the way. You're not. Fiona, you're absolutely no, hanging by the looks of I'm it. I'm hanging. I'm super hanging today. I'm in my It's six gown. o'clock, by the way, and I'm speaking to Fiona, and I can see her on video, and she looks like an old little lady. With her <laughs> right. It's Friday fucking night, girl. I'm, Come on. I'm. It's a Friday night, and I'm in my dressing gown wearing my glasses. It's okay. But you did have a good time last night. I did. Yeah, I did. I drank a lot of wine last night. Yeah, how have you been? Tell me what the house you're Well, okay. So I've had a great week, actually. I Mm -hmm. had this weird revelation 
um, epiphany, let's say, mm-hmm. on the weekend, last weekend, actually, no, Sunday. So yeah, the weekend, last weekend. And I realized that I cannot go on any more dates. Okay. I cannot go on one more hinge or bump or whatever. I can't, I cannot do the dating apps anymore. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what I suggested to that girl last uh, week who wrote in and said, if I said, if the dating apps are giving you anxiety, just come off them. To be fair, they're not giving me anxiety. That's not why I'm coming off them. Mm-hmm. But I'm basically retiring, retiring for, from the life on the streets. <laughs> not a hooker sense of the word. Um, because... I'm just bored of going on these dates where I'm constantly disappointed. I know. Hang on, You're like the pretty woman of the Tinder world. Retiring into the arms of Richard Gere. Yeah, well, where's my fucking billionaire that's going to put me up in a hotel for a week? Where is he? So are you just despondent? Are you you just just, over it? I'm just over it. Like, I, I went on a date and it just, it's... It's one of those things where, so my friend said something to me today at lunch that mm-hmm. was so, it resonated so like deeply with me. And I think so many people will feel this. When you go on a dating app and you start talking to someone, guy or, well, I'm going to say guy because I think this is way more geared towards girls. We do this. You start chatting to them and you basically imagine what they're going to be like mm-hmm. in your head and you basically fantasize this person in your head and when they're not the way you imagined you're disappointed because mm-hmm. of course what you're really going off is a couple of pictures and how they text mm-hmm. sure if someone calls you fine but still that's it's still if someone calls you on the phone you still have not met them in person so you can't gauge their energy you can't gauge you know so many things so you fantasize this person in your head and you're ultimately Mm -hmm. disappointed Mm -hmm. and like my friend Faye for example I think I've said this before will talk to someone happily on a dating app for months and months and then create an idea in their head about who this person is and and that has happened quite a few times to me now and I'm sick of it so basically I'm off I'm off them I don't want to go on another date for a while and I've decided that I only want to go on a date now if I've met the person in real life. Either I don't mind a setup. I don't mm-hmm. mind a setup. Mm-hmm. I love a setup. Well, my friend today at lunch basically is setting wants to set me up with her friend. And I saw a picture of him and I was like, he's not someone I would swipe right to. Equally, I trust her because she knows me really well. Exactly. Yeah. And she she's like, you would get on with him though, and I think you'd find him attractive. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. But because it's an interesting experiment. So that's setups are the way forward. I met my partner as a result of a setup. I have set up not one, but three couples who are now married with children. I thoroughly believe in the power of a setup. Yeah. Um, you, You know, they've been essentially vetted by your friends. And I think the older you get, the more receptive people are to setups. When we were in our early 20s, we're like, oh my God, no way. Yeah. Absolutely not. As you get older, you're like, fuck yes to the setups Mm. when my friend was trying to set me up with my boyfriend I was like yeah I can definitely see this through and you know I wasn't cringing the way I would have in previous years and what I highly recommend to single people and it's something that I've always recommended like single pals or like single acquaintances along the way one of the best things that you can do when you're trying to find um, a boyfriend a partner whatever is to actually speak to your friends and tell them, listen, I'm up to meet somebody. If you mm. cross paths with any with anybody, either a friend, because there's so many groups of friends, right? So you might meet somebody through a friend or a night out or whatever. If you meet a great guy and he's single, just bear me in mind or indeed set me up with one of your pals. And it works yeah. so goddamn well because you're, you know, a few people have said to me, does your boyfriend not have any single friends yes he does but they're not people I would ever set my friends up with yes see how you see you're someone that I would trust to set me up with someone because you would do you would do it you would do your due diligence and also Mm -hmm. you would think about things in a mindful way whereas when I've been set up before which was the story that I told which was the setup that my old boss did and then I cried Mm -hmm. whilst his dick was in me. That was not a thought through setup because 
bless her, she all she like she had done it out of the goodness of her heart. Like mm-hmm. she just all she thought was, oh, this guy's really fun. Fee's fee's fun. Uh, but she didn't because she obviously she was my my boss. I mean, we were friends. She but didn't like, realize you were distraught. But, <coughs> yeah, and also she. Oh, sorry, my email. Um, she also uh, didn't know things like my the type of person that I like. She probably wouldn't have known in detail like what I'm mm-hmm. attracted to. Whereas you, as my Fiona, friend, have were, I or have I not tried setting you up with people? Who did you try setting me up with? Okay, yeah. <laughs> speaking to anybody at the moment that potentially I tried to set you up with? Sato, let's yeah. move on. <laughs> okay, so you're deciding to take a date from the apps just because you can't be arsed. It's I just not that you're traumatised or no. uh, like anxiety ridden, you're just over it. I'm just over it. And also, another thing is, I keep going on these dates and getting drunk, and then the next day I'm like hungover, and I'm like, what a fucking waste of calories. Like I'm hungover as fuck today, but I, it was worth it because I had an amazing night with my friend. And, you know, I used to, and I had this mentality when I was younger of, oh, I want to go on a date because I want to go to, you know, I want to be taken to a nice restaurant. I could take myself to a fucking nice restaurant and I'll have a much better time if Mm -hmm. I go with a friend than some randomer. So basically that's where I'm at. And let's see how I You know what? I think... A lot of fun can be had on dating apps, but I think yeah. also they can be such a minefield. And yeah. we like to say in Northern Ireland, <clears throat> a fucking ball ache. Yeah, they so, are ball ache. And it's just yeah. a lot of like, it's a lot of admin. And also there's a lot of this, like, you know, remember when you were at school, the most exciting thing was when you fancied a boy and you and your friends would basically sit there plotting how to ask him out or, oh, you yeah. gotta go to this like oh um you know Stephanie or whoever's having a <laughs> yeah, her sixteenth birthday party maybe you can like snog in there and like all this stuff and it's so exciting whereas dating apps has taken that out of life. See in Northern Ireland we were very direct. We'd go up to somebody and be like, "Hear me, will you see my mate? Will you go with my mate?" And they'd be like, "Nah." You'd be like, "Fuck you then. See you later, dickhead." <laughs> we were such groats. Still am to be honest. <laughs> So what you're saying is you are going to, oh my God, meet somebody in real life. Yes, I've decided. So I concur with everything that you're saying. And a friend of mine, I've referenced her before on the podcast. Great girl, little bit older, struggling to meet somebody at home. This girl has everything going for her. Has her own house. This girl bought it in cash. She is a go-getter. Great looking girl. Fun. Blah, blah, blah. Everything ticks all the boxes. Has she put on a little bit of weight in lockdown? Yes, she has. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, sorry. Um, She's put on a little bit of weight in lockdown. Um, Anyway, she's been chatting to this guy for probably about a month on Instagram not Instagram, a combination between Instagram and Tinder. So they are trying to arrange their date and he wants to meet her on a random like Monday night. Sorry, there's something really wrong with my Wi-Fi. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So just just so everyone knows what Laura and I do now, just because we struggled a little bit with the with the camera on our when we're doing recording the podcast, we turned off the cameras, but we called each other on WhatsApp because we like to see each other's faces. Because this is the thing, Fiona. I'm so heavy. Like I, I, I'm heavily reliant on you for a reaction and to look at your face. (laughs) Otherwise, I'd feel like I'm just sitting in my living room talking to myself, and it feels fucking weird. Anyways, I'm going to continue, and you know what? The cuts out. It fucking cuts out so a random monday night he wants to go on a date and she's like listen i've kind of got a job i can't go on a monday night i would love to see you at the weekend when we can have a wine and you know just do nice things together and he was like no i want to see you on a monday night so he gave her half an hour's notice to go on a date and she was like listen this doesn't really sit well with me like i don't have my hair done i don't have my makeup done and he was like, listen, this isn't like a date date. This is just like for us to meet to see if like we actually like each other. He wasn't prepared to take her on a date. He wanted to take her on a pre-date so he could establish whether he fancied her or not. <clears throat> and only if he fancied her would he then take her on an actual date. And my mind was blown by that. So nowadays... and. By the way, this man is like super successful. He clearly wants a bit of a trophy wife. I'm so sorry. Is this, she met him through a dating app? 
Yes, through 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 the, they they met through <clears throat> Tinder, and yeah. you know, she, by her own admission, potentially she doesn't look as good as she did in her, you know, the yeah, Tinder well, pics. Yeah. So he just wanted to ascertain whether or not she was actually dateable. And they met and he, you know what? He gave her half an hour's notice and by her own admission, she wasn't looking her best. She hadn't blow dried her hair. She hadn't put on much makeup and she may have been wearing a tracksuit. And he saw her and engaged in about half an hour of com- half an hour of conversation, left the house and was like, basically, that's it. I don't want to see you. I don't, I don't want to take this any further. And she felt so deflated <clears throat> because she had obviously pilled, pinned so much hope on this guy. Mm. Well, and he didn't even give her the he he didn't even invite her on a fully fledged date. It had to be the preliminary hearing date in order for her to him to ascertain their sexual or physical connection. And I just thought, fuck me, I'm thick skinned, even though I'm not in a big sensitive emotional mess, but I'm actually pretty self assured. And if that happened to me, I feel like I would completely digress and never ever want to engage on a dating app ever again. So controversially, <clears throat> I don't think a simulate is a bad idea. I know it just hurt. It happened to my it, friend, and yeah, it really hurt obviously. my feelings because she was so upset, and I just thought he was a knob. Fiona, you're probably right. Because I know you're actually, probably right. She, that's the thing. Like the thing is, in in theory, it does. It it probably should work because actually, she didn't waste any of her time because that guy was obviously <clears throat> not right for her and you know, what a knob for not one, you know, not wanting to see her again. Equally also to add, this is the trouble with dating apps. We pin a lot of, we invest as women, we invest so heavily into someone that we've never met. And it's this, it's a weird, it's weird. Mm -hmm. You, you, you see someone's photo that you don't know you then have a com- like one conversation, one or two conversations, you could start messaging that person and you start talking as if you're, you know, dating. It's weird. And then you meet them and it's this random person, mm-hmm. totally random that you've then sat there probably for a week fantasizing about. I know. And, and you know fucked. what? Actually, the more I said, okay, <clears throat> now that I've vocalized it and you've kind of retorted, you know what? You're right. He probably he, he's probably a lot more astute and perfunctory in his dating etiquette, um, and he has yeah. cut away a lot of the bullshit. I just think it's so harsh. It's harsh, but then that is that, there, that that's dating the reality. You know what, Fiona? You're right. It's just it didn't sit well with me because it was with a friend who's such a great girl, but yeah, obviously he just of course, and it's upsetting. Yeah. But dating apps are harsh because the whole premise of it is you basically say yes or no to someone based on what they look like. And as much as people can fucking say, oh, but Hinge, like, that's why you have to answer all these questions on Hinge. And it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Do you think I look at one of those? Well, this is maybe just quite personal for me, but like, I do occasionally will swipe yes to someone on Hinge if they put something funny on, but I will still look at what they look like. And you know, potentially that funny thing, they've like Googled funny Hinge, like Q&As or retorts or whatever, that's probably not even them. Have you ever met, been so inherently attracted to somebody who is in no means typically yes. aesthetically attractive because they've got so much crack, yeah. so much banter, they're yeah. super intelligent, witty, engaging. And if you saw them in, <clears throat> on Tinder, you invariably would decline them or what what is it on tinder if you decline you swipe left right swipe left yeah okay if you were on tinder you would swipe left like fuck yet in real life you would actually swipe right all day long yeah and that's why that's why i want to just take a pause because i i feel like i'm not living this real life my past two boyfriends have been from tinder i've not been on an in real life date that's not been from an app i've not for for ages for you know I, I don't even know how long so you know I just anyway so that's that I'll let you, you know, know I, you know what I actually think that's really good and you know give us it, a little lockdown, bit of a different lockdown content lockdown is lifting in yeah. in the UK so you'll be able to get out there you know yeah you're one night awake until 9 p.m <laughs> Maybe need a librarian or something. Well, we always say, me and my friend Gemma always say, we've always wanted to, um, we've always wanted to meet someone in the supermarket. But obviously, it's so fucking difficult because you've got a mask on. She's vegan, you know Gemma. She's vegan, so she's always she's always said that she'd she'd always want to 
she always fantasized about meeting someone on the vegan aisle waitrose but obviously oh God, that's I not gonna Gemma. happen and look at her and her amazing relationship we'll have to talk about her at a later stage well she um, met, she met him on on hinge and tell me this would you be open to a setup yes 100 percent. perfect lovely listeners if anybody has somebody in the london area of a re- um a 50 mile radius maybe even 100 miles who knows fiona has a car she'll drive no i don't have a car okay then i'll get on the dri- tube they can drive to you a lovely guy i'm gonna put it out there fiona demographics i'm just freewheeling this we haven't discussed okay. it beforehand well okay. age 30 to 37 I'm, I, yeah i'm no i could do a 40 up to okay. 40 30 to 40 42 has his <laughs> shit together yeah Fiona has her shit together in every way possible. Has a shit together, self-assured, loads of fun, loves a nice quiet night in, but also isn't adverse to going fucking bananas every now and again. True or false? Yeah. Looks, what are we thinking here? Look, I'm going to say something and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for it. I cannot go out with a short guy. Oh, sure. Okay, that's fine. No, I love a ginger. I'm, you do, your ex was I'm, ginger. I actually I'm, forgot about him. Was he ginger? He was Alex. ginger. Yeah, he was, he was blonde. Oh, I thought he had a strawberry blonde tinge. Oh, maybe. Yeah, No, he did. but he I, I like, I am like a... Actually, this is something we were talking about today at lunch. My friend was like, I've never, ever met any other... I've never met another girl apart from you, that likes gingers. She was like, I don't mind. Like, I'm not... She was like, I don't discriminate. She's like, I'll go out with whoever if they're, they're attractive. But she was like, you genuinely are really attracted to gingers. That's ginger awesome. Men. I'm okay. so into it. Yeah, so Okay, well, do you know it. what? That's great to hear. I ginger to absolutely be the better gingers at all. But yet I've dated two full-on ginger people. But that's one, well, one parade in himself, a strawberry bomb. But we all know that's code word for ginger. Um, okay, so... It. Ginger and relatively attractive, but just needs to be full of the crack. It just needs to be, for me also, they just need to be tall. And I know that sounds really fucking awful, but... You look, listen, that's your thing. That's your thing. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. And it's not, and also people are like, oh, but you've gone out with shorter guys. I'm like, yeah, I have. And it's just not been my thing. Okay, well, you know what? If anybody um, knows of any lovely chap that fits the bill, then send us his profile and picture. And you know what? We will set this up. So now that's out in the open, I am going to read a Tinder bio of the week, which we haven't done in ages. Tinder bio of the week. It will really make you eat. Hopefully it doesn't smell like my feet and my hairy toes. Oh, bitch. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Okay, so Tinder of the bio. Tinder. <laughs> bio of the Tinder. Bio yeah, the bitch. <laughs> You haven't even had a drink. I'm the one sitting here getting pissed. Go ahead. Start again. Oh, fucking hell. Okay. (laughs) Tinder bio of the week. Alex, 32. I sexually identify as a microwave dinner because I'm ready in five minutes, look nothing like my photos, and I'm just satisfying enough for you to want me again when you're desperate. (laughs) Love a microwave dinner. A nice slam roast dinner for three pounds ninety nine. It's fucking elected. <laughs> I, you know what, you can I you, you, you can momentarily date a man that is akin to a microwave dinner because he would ensnare you in his trap. Love that Tinder bio. Isn't that, that is the great. funniest thing? Yeah, and do you know what? It's nice when people inject a little bit of humor into their Tinder bios. Do you know who sent this to me, Laura? I'm just gonna say I, it. Mm-hmm. The guy that you tried to set me up with. Oh no, Fiona, I've never tried to set you up with anybody. <laughs> especially not somebody that listens. Oh, funny. And then you um, ran off. Uh, uh, do you know what? And I wasn't we... even subtle on the setup. And I was like, we'll say, let's say his name is Mr. S. S for subtle. S for subtle. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mr. S. So what do you like to do at the weekend? Oh, you like to, to go hiking and jebel jace? Oh, Fiona likes to go hiking and jebel jace too. Fiona hates to go hiking and jebel jace, FYI. Oh, Fiona, what do you... Yeah, it was so subtle. and But actually, I clearly planted a seed because you guys are, you know, still friends. Yes? Well, we've been friends for a long time. Anyway, let's get off the subject. Okay. Moving on. Right. We're going to talk about something very important. Very important to me. Is it important to you? Actually, 
Should we tell people what it is before yeah. we drive? <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna ask you to tell a story in a second. Oh fuck, Fiona, what is it? You haven't. I hear it when you don't discuss with me, and then you just flip. I, I fling reason, something at me, and then well, I'm just like, what the fuck? Why did you do this to me live on the because podcast? Because I want, because I, I really want you to tell the story, but I wasn't 100% sure if you wanted to. Oh so that's God, there's so many on stories you. I've told you that if they ever get out in public, I will end up on page five of the Daily Mail. <laughs> I've told so, you this. It is Masturbation May, and we are going to talk about masturbation. But before we do, Laura, can you please tell our listeners about the time you left a dildo in a drawer? Oh my God. The floor is yours. This what fuck you. You know the person that you're listen you're talking about? She listens to the podcast. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. She's one of our biggest fans. What the fuck? Anyways, you know what? That okay, it's fine. So So relevant though. Okay. I'll start I'll 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 start back, 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 back. So I went to Amsterdam and I bought a massive dildo. Like a ra- you know remember remember rampant rabbits? Yeah. They were like, you'd be like, ah, like that, right? <laughs> so this was a big pink thing that actually had a pulsating head that would like turn on its axis, right? And then two little ears that supposedly flicked your clip, but actually would end up just fucking electrocuting your vulva. Like there's no tomorrow, right? So I went to Amsterdam for various reasons, had a great time. And I went into one of the sex shops and bought a big massive pink dildo and brought it back to Dubai but here's the thing dildos are illegal in Dubai sex toys are illegal in Dubai so I may have illegally transported a vibrator into the UAE (laughs) so what I had to do you couldn't check it into your suitcase because then it would flag in the security system so I put it in my check-on luggage went through the airport in uh, Birmingham I don't know why I was fine. Actually, sorry, in Amsterdam. And uh, they, of course, the security guys pulled it out and were like, what's this? Having a laugh. And I was like, hilarious. Put the fucking dildo away. So that was fine. Um, And then I shoved the dildo down my bra to walk out of Dubai (laughs) Customs. And in order to disguise the big, massive dick protruding from my breast area I got a big massive like um you know when the plane you're always freezing so I got like a big scarf shawl thing yeah it was about 50 degrees centigrade in Dubai it was fucking roasting and out I walked with my shawl wrapped around me with my hidden dildo okay so out we walk and you know what Fiona I've I never once used that dildo I bought it because I thought oh my god I'm like such a sexual being and then when I actually thought about it I was like I don't need a big dick inside of me I don't need something inside of me in order to like reach climax I can do pretty much everything I can with like a couple of fingers or whatever but anyways it pretty much just sat there and was never used but I always kept it because I I thought to myself I've risked my job and my life in Dubai to smuggle this in there's going to be somebody that I meet that needs this dildo more than I do anyways I never met that person cut four years later let's fast forward four years later I am leaving Dubai and my one of my closest friends she's more than a friend she's like a family member sort of person like family closest friend I'm close with her her whole entire family she happens to be the head of a very loving Christian household okay as part of her Christian duty and also being a lovely person she agrees to keep all of my stuff in her spare room while I leave Dubai um, and she also kindly, a couple of months later, agrees to wrap everything for me. So she messages me this one day saying, listen, we've got somebody moving into the spare room. I think her parents were coming over or in-laws or whatever. And she messaged me to say, we're moving everything out of your boxes. We're going to package it in such a way that we can just put it into our own storage room. So she had started taking everything out of the boxes, everything out of storage, my jewellery, my dresses. And I got this message and I'd just woken up because of the time difference. And I was like, oh my God, for the love of God, please stop. Please stop with the unpacking. You're going to come across a massive dildo. (laughs) Because of course, it wasn't just her unpacking. It was her and her very Christian, innocent 12-year-old daughter, 13-year-old daughter, like young 
children and they'd be like, hey, mom, what's this big thing? Is it to play, I don't know, table tennis or whatever? And I just messaged her and I was like, listen, you know, we are very good friends, but sex is never something that we would ever have talked about. So I had to send her a message. I was in Paris at the time and I was like, listen, thank you so much for helping with all this packing and unpacking and storage. But I need to warn you that there's an item in there that you need to dispose of right away because I would have been mortified if her daughter had to find it. And I just messaged her this rambling message about, please, please, please don't judge me. There's a massive dildo in there. Um, you know, throw it out. It's never been used. I promise. Don't worry. And she just wrote back like one word and was like, okay. And I was like, she fucking hates me oh my god <laughs> anyways she very kindly kept the dildo for me and um, when I returned to Dubai and had to pick up all my stuff she left it there because she obviously probably thought that I loved that dildo and just made oh up that I'd never god. used it but if you're listening to this and clearly you're gonna know who you are I never used the dildo and um, but that was one of the most embarrassing dildo experiences I had the fact that I had to contact my very christian friend to tell her that. to go and hunt for my dildo so her children wouldn't find it that that re- that that, that was, made me feel true shame that was one of the funniest things i've ever heard oh my but that leads me nicely into what we're going to talk about because you like dildos i think are a thing of the past they are i think that the sex toy industry has basically had some like crazy glow up and the sex toys you can get now are mental my vibrator is so small Mm -hmm. and looks like a pebble i could take it into dubai and and no one would ever know not like my big rampant rabbit well that's the thing it was so scary to look at well, that isn't that so interesting, though, to think like back in the day. I mean, of course, like there are a few vibrators that look like penises, but basically what the sex industry did was replace a penis for women with basic, like a, a like a synthetic penis that mm-hmm. vibrated. It had nothing to do with pleasuring the woman really it was just Mm -hmm. replacing the penis so it's like and it was wasn't it like marketed at like basically if you're single you and you need a dick and actually that's not not a lot of women well you've got some stats haven't you a lot of women obviously exactly so this is so obviously may is masturbation may masturbation may is the month of masturbation so fiona let me ask you a question before we proceed god yes would you freely admit to masturbating? Well, you just did, but like yes. in a in a conversation with your girls or whatever, yeah. would you just be like, yeah, yeah, like, ha- like masturbated last night? Like, what would you even say? Would you say like I played with myself, I touched myself, I, I want mean, myself off? Like, what would you say? I mean, I just, it's not really something that comes up in conversation. But if someone asked me, "Do you masturbate?" I would say, "Yeah," and okay. if they said how, I'd say, "With my vibrator." To be honest, though, I. I heard that, so there, I heard that if you use your vibrator too much, it desensitizes you. And I, well, I don't know if this is true. And so I freaked out. So I stopped using it for a bit. And I was like, I couldn't, I'm not going to be able to come the normal way. Well, we can talk about that after the facts that I'm going to expose the facts and figures. Because it's interesting because I would be, you know, I've been on this kind of like, I feel like I'm a little bit of a dichotomy with things. So in one way, I'm truly prudish. Well, you wouldn't seem so the shy I talk in this podcast, <laughs> but this is my truly safe space. The things that I say here, and obviously we've got so many listeners, I wouldn't say in a lot of my real life situations. So this really is a, a safe space. But I would feel, whilst I could definitely talk about having sex, to say that I masturbate, even the word for me kind of makes me cringe sometimes, even at this stage is, in life. Though? Pardon me? Why do you think that is? I think it's 100% down to a Catholic upbringing where not only was sex barely mentioned and shrouded in in shame, masturbation was not even broached. And here's the thing, Fiona, I've truly thought about this. It dates back to 
childhood for a lot of us. Mm. So when a wee boy is walking around and, you know, they get like their little mini erections, it's obviously not an erection in the sexual sense of the word, but it's just, it's like a physical thing that happens to wee boys. And people are like, oh God, look at that, oh my God. And they kind of laugh it off. Yet if a wee girl ever does anything like that, it's like, oh my God, don't do that. That's disgusting. Yeah. So there's this thing and it's a lot of um people listening. If you're mums, you'll know all about this. And this is not the right term. And I should have really researched it before jumping on here to talk about it. Excuse my ignorance if I'm completely off the topic. But it's called, can Paul, like, it's called like um infant arousal or infant enjoyment or something like that. And it's basically when a young child between basically infancy all the way up to five or six touches themselves Mm. none of this is sexual they are children they don't know what sex is they have no idea about sexual you know the the essence of what it is to have sex or be sexy for them they just know it feels good yeah and it's a very 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 common thing infant arousal let's let's call it that but it's really just the enjoyment of touching that area so what so many parents do because they're so mortified they're like don't do that don't touch there and then that child feels nothing but shame because they don't you know an adult sees it through an adult filter which is sexual yet the child has no idea what sex Mm. or sexuality is and from the very beginning there's a real um a real air of shame and disgrace around that whole thing so I do believe that that is there from the the beginning continuing on to our lack of sex or sex education in school never once was masturbation masturbation broached in fact masturbation was conveyed to us as the ultimate like sin yes so catholic guilt is really a thing and there's a book that I'm actually going to link in the show notes um, it was re- um, recommended to me by a friend. I haven't read it, so I I am going to order it because it seems very interesting. And that talks about all the things that are related to sexual shame, sexual dysfunction, and not mad sexual dysfunction, but things that you and I might feel and a lot of our friends and listeners might feel that we just don't know if we're a little bit broken or where it's come from. And we look at the media and TV and we think everybody's having loads of really passionate, amazing, healthy sex and we don't feel like that. And so much of this is actually related to our upbringing and our childhood and our what we were taught in school. Um, my friend has sworn by this book. She said it's completely transformed her outlook on sex. It's taught her not to berate herself for not feeling like a porn star all the time and giving her permission to be okay with her you know lack of sexual desire at times or indeed her love for vanilla so this seems like a really um, interesting book I'm going to recommend it anyways digression I'm not a massive masturbator I'm going to put it out there I would love to come on to this podcast like I feel like you know, we're so open about things here and I don't want to feel like I have to conform to the sexual orientation no, of this of in, or this podcast and be like, I fucking masturbate all the time. I don't. And my masturbation is very much aligned with my sex drive. And at the moment, I've been very honest, my sex drive is like down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I would rather go to bed and listen to like the Calm app or put Matthew McConaughey sleep story on rather than go and like watch lesbian porn. It's not that I'm adverse to les- lesbian porn. It's just I'm not truly feeling at the moment, and I have to be honest about that. But, but I listen, I think that's okay though, because you know, God, I mean, some weeks I'll be like a couple of times a week, another, and then I'll go a cup, and then I'll not do it for ages. Mm-hmm. And I think that with women. I think a lot of the time as well, a lot of women don't know how to do it and they haven't explored. And I would actually really recommend everyone should explore, Mm -hmm. even if you're in a relationship, because like I've said before, if you are able to turn yourself on and, you know, give yourself an orgasm, then you are putting yourself in a much better position to show your your partner. partner. Yeah to have better sex because life is too short do you know something that made me a wee bit sad so recently like i had my mom tortured and i was 
in the living room with her and she overheard a video that I was playing and it was a Northern Ireland, um, a Northern Irish comedian talking about, oh, lockdown, you're all just sitting at home flicking your beans to loose women. It was very funny. And she was like, flicking your what? And I was like, she was like, flicking oh your God. beat. And I was like, oh no, mom, like flicking your bean. And she was like, what's flicking your bean? And I was like, mom, do you not know what flicking your bean is? She was like, no. And she was like, we kept going for a couple of minutes. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And she was like, is it about? And this is how she said it. Masturbation. <laughs> and I was like, yes, mom, you can say it. It's about masturbation. She went, what the hell would you ever be thinking about? That? Oh, my God. What the hell? And I said, mom, have you ever done that? And she was like, I have not done that. And I don't even think she was saying that to be austere i don't think my mother oh my god i never thought i would be talking about my mom's masturbation habits what the fuck has love bites reduced me but i don't think my mom has ever done it and here's the thing i don't think my mom has any desire to do it she was brought up in a time in ireland where that was absolutely not okay and as she grew up in a married you know in a marriage whatever and um, it was just never on the cards. And I just would love to say to my mom, do you know what? It's just okay. just go there and have a little bit of fun. Oh my I God. feel like sometimes you can't take it too far with your mom, even, you know, by my standards. But it just goes to show that I think the, the study stats that I'm going to show out, it's actually in Glamour magazine. We'll, we'll link the, we will in the show notes, um, share the link. Glamour Mag, I'm going to say, Fiona, what? This is between ladies of 20 and 40. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So these statits, these statits, these statits should be taken with a pinch of salt because they don't take into consideration the likes of our mum's generation. So according to a survey in Glamour magazine, 91% of us admit to masturbating. So I think that's, you know what? I think that's quite promising. Yeah. That 91% of us at least admit to foraying into the world of masturbation, trying it out, um, whether or not, you know, it's something that they do frequently. 36% of women do it two to five times a week. I don't know if that's me, that noise, but I'm pretty sure that my laptop was overheating at the talk of all this masturbation. Got a bit hot. that noise is my vagina (laughs) 36% admit to doing it two to five times a week 37% of women say that they use vibrators 82% say they use their hands 47% would love to see more sex toys on the market Mm. so the majority of women admitted that it is not a replacement for sex but a vital component component in overall sexual existence. So I think that's really interesting. It's like, oh, I'm not having sex at the moment, so I must masturbate. No, masturbation can be done completely in tandem with a regular healthy sex life. Yet, 53% of women do not feel comfortable talking about it. Yeah. I'm probably part of that 53. But 83% feel that there is a sexual stigma. Agreed. Agreed. And 87% wish society would embrace female sexual desire the same way that they do men so when you know all those running jokes when like moms are joking on tiktok and they're like oh my teenager and his crustacean sock that's clearly talking about like a boat a young boy wanking into a sock or whatever like we've all heard that running joke yet if that was ever broached for a young girl it would be disgust at least i feel anyway it'd be a a shame a shame thing see for me like i think it i think those stats are so interesting because i think that it's also yes it's part of sexual uh like overall experience but also i think it's a self-care thing as well you're taking care of yourself quite literally and i think that we have like it's it's you know, like what we said last week about sex reducing stress, orgasms, you know, create a lot of endorphins mm-hmm. and it is, it's good It's good for you. Nothing bad can come of it. And I think that I just, I can, I do understand that people feel um, embarrassed to say and admit that they, Mastery. they masturbate, have a wank. <laughs> but... <laughs> 
mom has just been dragged through the coals here. I feel God forgive me and pardon oh, me. I'm so it. sorry, Mom. I love you so much. But she doesn't listen. I to think fine. that the thing is that's why we have this podcast. There's nothing to be fucking ashamed about. And do you I know what they great. say that masturbating whilst you're on your period is one of the best things to really? ease period period, period pain. And I've actually yeah, I found that. that one time I have actively, you know, flicked the bean or whatever has been when I've been you know having serious period cramps and it actually yeah, really does really work and by the way here's the do. thing I'm not adverse to masturbating like I, I I do it but I just probably don't do it as often in correlation with my decreased sexual virility or whatever I've but there have found... been times when I was younger that I flicked the bean like there's no tomorrow because I was so full of the horn especially mm-hmm. in my like early 20s and stuff I was literally like, welcome to my masturbatorium. I was prize masturbator. So it's not but like I'm... It will be... Yeah. It will be your, also as the cycle for women. Like, I definitely find that there are times in the month that I am more wanting to do it, which is fine. And I do. And then other times I won't. But that's also because it will be whatever t- time I am in my cycle. Because, of course, you'll get hornier when you're ovulating and you're in a, a specific cycle because that's when you're, you know, you're wanting to have the sex. Mm-hmm. And I, I I also think I didn't do it a lot when I have been in relationships or when I have been seeing someone or sleeping with someone. And I actually think, and this is something I have never done, and maybe this is something that I can experiment and feedback to everyone. I've never masturbated with a partner. Okay. And I've actually written that in in our notes. <laughs> I've said masturbating with a partner because I think it's a really healthy thing to do. And I think that it's this is also, you'd have to be super, I would have to be super comfortable with the person mm-hmm. because I actually think that a lot of women should use, for me, my number one thing about it is self-care and also using it as a tool to find out what you like and what you get pleasure from so that when you are sleeping with someone, you know what to tell them to do. Mm-hmm. So I, and I don't know why I've never done this because I would be open to it, is mm-hmm. basically telling a partner, watch me so you know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that it's such a, it will probably be a great, because you're not in that sense shitting on the guy's ego by saying you can't do it because you're making a sexual experience out of it mm-hmm. so that is also potential maybe i'll try next person i sleep do with which what? probably I won't be a while be because for somebody that's a little bit adverse to masturbation i do i actually quite enjoy a, a dual masturbation session okay it's, i love that though do you know this that. is the thing fiona like let's be honest sometimes it's not all about the dicking sometimes no. it's just about lying there with your partner like feeling sexual together doing what you need to do and sometimes I'm just I I just don't need to have sex but I get so much enjoyment from like us just having a little group session and I love that I think it's so honestly it's really nice and my partner is always a bit like oh okay or, or I mean are you sure are you sure you don't want me to hop on and I'm like no because Men just sometimes think that women are so hungry for a penis inside of them when actually that's just a <laughs> byproduct of the not. If you ever listen to this, my lovely boyfriend, I do love your dick inside of me. At times, <laughs> it's not the be all and end all, no. and it's a really nice experience. And I get really turned on by watching him do that. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, you know I what? do. I, I, I really do. Well. And it's, okay, it's, interesting. It's well, nice to be so freeing. And there's okay, there's almost so like great. no pressure or stress. You're just there having a lovely time together. Well, I think what's why we wanted to also talk about this is we want to normalize it. Like, you know, we got a lot of I got, you know, I saw messages come through saying, Thank you for normalizing just wanting to do missionary. And it's yeah. not fucking, you know, why should we have to do all these <laughs> crazy sex positions? But again, let's normalize talking about pleasuring yourself first because you Mm -hmm. are number one and what's wrong why is it such like what's wrong with at night giving yourself an orgasm Mm -hmm. absolutely it's 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 just and it, it it does baffle me and 
I do un- I do understand because I think that like what we said before, we've been shrouded in shame for so mm-hmm. long about and awkwardness and just like even yeah, the word masturbation. Yeah. Why couldn't I say something else like have you fluffed yourself or I don't know, like tinkled your ivories? Masturbation is just not a fucking chill word. It's not chill. Can, can we come up they... with another word? Can we can we coin an innovative word that is like a chill word for masturbation? Floofing. Floofing. Did you I, floof I, last night? I floofed. Oh, I didn't I actually know. I all didn't. night. Maybe that sounds like a fart. We'll have to think about it. But um, yes, you're a hundred percent. You're a hundred percent right, Fiona. And we have had a lot of messages from our last podcast regarding the sex, the sexlessness aspect of relationships. Yeah. A lot of women feeling like they are truly heard because they thought that they were the only ones not having sex, or at least having to ride out a really reduced sex drive or that of their partners. And actually, a lot of us are going through it, and you are collectively supported by a massive group of females. It's just, oh, that's my puppy. I'm sorry. He's so cute, but I'm going to put it out there. I might have called him an asshole earlier on and I may have given the finger. I promise you in a couple of of months, he'll be fine. Well, that is actually a very nice note to end on. What, me calling my puppy an asshole? asshole. But we do want to, before we go, talk about an experiment that we are going to be conducting over the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I have bought someone out of the archives to try the experiment but I don't know if I can be bothered to see him if I'm honest with you because I just don't have the energy for it at the moment so, so basically you're, you're gonna asking to me it. to carry the baton yeah. of this experiment <laughs> yeah. the whole way okay so, so if you want to tell me about this experiment so, I'm genuinely intrigued so this week Nora and I will be discovering what our vaginas taste like okay <laughs> and the reason is there are and we'll go into it obviously in more detail well, for but we'll fuck's t- sake babe shut up that's not you by the to way the dog. it's just the dog <laughs> it's Can all right wrap this up yeah yeah basically there are lots of things online to basically help what a vagina is going to taste like and we're going to test them out and tell you if they are true or false Okay. So that's what we will be doing this week. Basically, Laura is going to be having a lot of licking out. <laughs> Get down there, big lad, and lick like a chump. Okay. <laughs> I will. I will let you know if I've taken part. If I can be bothered to see this guy. My boyfriend um, is going to be over the moon at Laura, the prospect of Laura's licking me out. The- Laura's carrying the torch. So, so we're talking about things, by the way, in case you're wor- uh, wondering. Cranberry juice, lime juice, pineapple juice. We'll certain, go into more details. Th- yeah, we'll yeah, go into more week. details uh, next week. By the oh, way, for exactly. everybody listening, I love my dog, but he's a pup and he is pushing me to the absolute limits of life. I called him an all earlier on, I give him the finger. Does anybody else do that to their puppies and or kids? If you do, let us know. Well, enjoy masturbating tonight. Enjoy <laughs> masturbating, everybody. See you later. <laughs> See you later. Why did I have to say it like that for fuck's sake?